This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. We must continue to uh, make sure we have the police present. New York City Mayor Adams in the aftermath of a fatal subway push after a man bumped into another, causing him to drop his cell phone onto subway tracks. New York City changing its trash rules for commercial and residential residents in an effort to control the rat population up 70 percent. President Biden touting his student loan debt forgiveness program as Dems work to drum up votes ahead of the midterms. Amazon workers in upstate New York may be the second group to unionize voting tallies due out today. A rally urging New York City's mayor to shutter Rikers as a decision on federal takeover looms. A 48-year-old man was fatally shoved right in front of an oncoming Queen subway train during Monday night's rush hour after he accidentally bumped into another rider, causing the rider, Herberto Quintana, bumped into to drop his cell phone onto the subway tracks at the Jackson Heights Roosevelt Avenue 74th Street subway station. Quintana refused to go onto the subway tracks to get the phone, resulting in a scuffle between the two men leading to the fatal push. Here's New York City Mayor Adams. We must continue to uh, make sure we have the police present, the proper deployment, uh, to do our job in law enforcement, which we have. You know, everyone knows, you know, I quote it often, uh, the number of firearms we've removed from the, from the streets uh, and our action plan on the subway system. My goal is to continue to enhance that. A 50-year-old man was taken into custody. No charges have yet been announced. New York City is attacking its rat infestation problem up 70 percent. New Yorkers, both residential and commercial, will no longer be able to put garbage out before 8 p.m. unless it's in a secure container. Here's Sanitation Commissioner Jessica Tisch. If residents want to put their trash out earlier, they can do so starting at 6 p.m., but it must be in a container with a secure lid. And the city decided to move forward with the change after coming to an agreement with the Real Estate Board of New York. Building workers represented by 32BJ, the Service Employees International Union, and the Uniformed Sanitation Men's Association. Well, President Joe Biden Monday officially kicked off the application process for his student debt cancellation program. He announced that some 8 million borrowers had already applied for loan relief during the federal government's soft launch period over the weekend. Today, I'm announcing how millions, millions of people working and middle class folks can apply for get this relief. And it's simple and it's now. It's easy. It's fast. At the end of my remarks, I'm going to officially launch this new app, new application site at studentaid.gov. The administration's push for signups comes three weeks ahead of the midterm elections as Democrats seek to drum up votes. 
The average burden per U.S. taxpayer for the new federal student loan debt cancellation will be $2,503.22, according to new estimates from the National Taxpayers Union. More efforts at unionization for Amazon workers. Eight hundred workers at the Skodak New York warehouse concluded voting on unionization on Monday. Those votes will be tallied today by the National Labor Relations Board. It marks the third time the ALU, the Amazon Labor Union, is taking on Amazon following its initial win at a Staten Island facility back in April. The Staten Island victory, the first ever for an Amazon facility in the United States, came as a surprise even to those sympathetic to the union's calls for a $30 hourly wage and better working conditions for its warehouse workers. Well, interfaith leaders marched in the rain Monday, urging New York City's Mayor Eric Adams to close Rikers Island Jail. Sixteen people have died in custody of New York City's jails to date in 2022. Now, that matches last year's totals and is on track to surpass last year's deaths. A federal judge decides on a Rikers takeover next month. New York City Mayor Adams wants to keep the notorious jail under New York City control. I don't know why people think the response to a problem is allowing someone else to handle the problem. No. And it's been three years to the day since the New York City Council voted to close a chronically dangerous Rikers and replace it with a system of borough-based jails. The Adams administration has doubled down on the plan, pushing, uh, publishing rather a detailed website of the city's plans to complete the transformation by April of 2027, a year late. Well, key race in the state of Georgia. Republicans are working to retain control of the governor's seat there. He had a debate last night between incumbent Republican Governor Brian Kemp and her his uh, Democratic challenger, which is Stacey Abrams. Abrams, you might remember, previously failed in her bid to unseat Kemp. Kemp issuing perhaps his clearest commitment yet that he will not pursue any new restrictions on abortion or birth control. Stacey Abrams said Georgia is the worst state in the country to live. Well, Marty, the girls and I disagree. We think Georgia is the greatest state in the country to live, work, and raise our children. And that's why I'm asking for your vote and support to keep it that way. And Abrams is pushing to unseat the incumbent four years after she narrowly lost to Kemp. She told voters his record of accomplishments was lax. This is a governor who for the last four years has beat his chest but delivered very little for most Georgians. He has weakened gun laws and flooded our streets. He has weakened our privacy rights and our and women's rights. He has denied women the access to reproductive care. The most dangerous thing facing Georgia is four more years of Brian Kemp. Kemp reminded voters he had delivered billions in tax relief and rebates to millions of Georgians. Abrams has criticized the Republican incumbent as an extremist on abortion. More than 100,000 Georgians have already headed to the polls on the first day of early voting. Well, there's a growing push for social media platforms to do more to combat conspiracy theories ahead of the midterm elections. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz has a story. Congressman Joaquin Castro wants sites like Facebook and Instagram to do more to crack down on misinformation. 
The Texas Democrat says Spanish speakers are particularly vulnerable. Social media is the medium that reaches people first. And lies on social media can embed themselves in the American consciousness like almost nothing else can. Castro says the misinformation is spreading fastest on Spanish language social media. He added that social media companies need to wake up and see what's happening, especially in Spanish. For 77 WABC News, I'm Frank Diaz. Giselle Fetterman, in an interview with The Independent, asked NBC to apologize after one of its reporters made on-air comments about the health of her husband, Pennsylvania Democratic Senate nominee John Fetterman, the lieutenant governor there. She told the news organization that the NBC interview, which sparked a firestorm online, may cause damage to those with disabilities. NBC News's Dasha Burns earlier this month conducted an interview with Fetterman, who suffered a stroke back in May in which he discussed the effects of his stroke and the effects that it had on his auditory process using closed captioning during that interview. Burns commented on his comprehension during an appearance on the network promoting the conversation. I always thought I was pretty empathetic, uh, uh, emphatic. Uh, I think I was very, excuse me, empathetic. Uh, you know, that's an example of the stroke, empathetic. Yeah. I always thought I was very empathetic uh, before having a stroke. But now after having that stroke, I really understand, you know, much more kind of the challenges that Americans have day in and day out. The interview raised fresh questions about John Fetterman's health as he faces voters in this closely watched race against Republican nominee Dr. Mehmet Oz next month. Of course, Election Day, November 8th. California Governor Gavin Newsom announced on Monday that he plans to end the state's COVID-19 state of emergency this upcoming February. He cited a dramatic decrease in things like hospitalizations and deaths due to public vaccination efforts. Here's Newsom back in December. And the vast majority, overwhelming majority, have been fully vaccinated. And that's why masking becomes even more important in this environment. And so the imperative is to get through this winter surge and to do so in a way we come out the other side uh, and we have a chance to reevaluate. Newsom's office made the announcement Monday saying the delay till next year will give the state's health care system any flexibility it still needs for a possible winter surge in cases and hospitalizations and give everybody enough time to prepare for the phase out. Newsom declared a state of emergency for the COVID-19 pandemic back on March 4th, 2020. The White House condemning Russia's latest attacks on Kiev, Ukraine. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has a story. Speaking with reporters, Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said President Biden is in contact with Ukrainian President Zelensky regarding missile strikes on civilians in the city of Kiev. She described Russia's actions over the last few weeks as, quote, an escalation in its war with Ukraine. We will continue to impose costs on Russia, hold them accountable and uh, for its war crimes. Meanwhile, in an address over the weekend, Zelensky claimed that Russian losses are nearing 65,000 soldiers. For 77 WABC News, I'm Alex Barnard. That is a former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe being fatally shot. Japan's current Prime Minister has now ordered an inquiry into the Unification Church. That's a religious group that has come under the spotlight following the assassination of former leader Abe. The man accused of killing him said the church had bankrupted his mother and blamed Abe for allegedly promoting it.
Scrutiny of the religious sect in the weeks following that revealed it had many ties with many government lawmakers. 77 WABC News Time 515. Justin Ellis here with a look at sports. Hey, Justin. Hi, Deb. I am Justin Ellis here with the early news sports update. Let's start on the ice where the hockey blue shirts, they stayed hot and buried the Anaheim Ducks at the Garden by a score of 6-4. to four. Artemi Panarin settled into this new season with a goal and three assists. But once again, it was Mika Zibanejad assuming the role of X-Factor, netting not one, but two goals on the night. That call courtesy of MSG. Mika would add two assists to boot, and the Rangers' impressive start continues as they move to 3-1 and one on the brand-new season before welcoming in the San Jose Sharks on Thursday. As for your other local hockey clubs, the Islanders get set to host the aforementioned Sharks tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, and the Devils welcome in the Ducks tonight at 7 p.m. following their beatdown via the Rangers at the Garden. And Yankee fans like myself, who were stuck at Yankee Stadium, were out of luck as Game 5 of the ALDS between the Guardians and Yankees was posted. Postponed to this afternoon at 4.07 p.m. Eastern Time. I will be going back there. I'm a very persistent fan, if you will. Nestor Cortez will get the ball on short rest and do his best to lift the Yanks to a date with the Astros in the ALCS set to begin tomorrow. And week six of the NFL season wraps up in Los Angeles as the Broncos paid the Chargers a visit just to get handed their fourth loss of the season in the form of a 19-16 final score in overtime. In a game featuring four field goals from the foot of Chargers kicker Dustin Hopkins, Quarterback Justin Herbert didn't complete a touchdown pass for the first time in 27 games. Nonetheless, L.A. gets it done to move to 4-2 and two on the year, while the Broncos continue to plummet and now sit at 2-4 and four overall. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. So, Justin, what time was the rainout announced? Uh, probably, I would have to say, probably around 9.30. It was like 9.30. Right? Yeah. And, uh, wow. And the game was supposed to start at, what, 7? 7.07. Yeah. So I was sitting around, and it, the, the scene in the stadium was crazy. People lying in the hallways waiting for the game to start, and all of a sudden they just said it wasn't going to happen. So Wow. Why did they not announce earlier? I don't know, Deb. That's a very, very good question. An investigation. Yes. <laughs> get on it. All yeah. right. Well, and then the game would have started at, what, 10 o'clock? Uh, and then it, it would have been ridiculous. I mean, if you're the Yankees, you want to pack Usually out. They do it. they do it earlier. I yeah. know. I all know. Right. That was a, All right, well, we don't make those decisions. All right, the NYPD continues to investigate a deadly police-involved shooting of a 28-year-old man in Upper Manhattan, 77 WABC's Bob Brown has a story. Mayor Adams says cops finding Joel Capian holding a gun on his hand during an argument at the intersection of Dykeman Street and Nagel Avenue about 3 o'clock Sunday morning. He was carrying a gun. I heard the tape. I saw the tape. Officers repeatedly stated, drop the gun. The four officers firing, striking the victim several times. Jenny Rodriguez says her son didn't own a weapon, adding he had served time but was working on getting his life back on track. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early Morning News. 77 WABC News Time 520. Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. 
I'm Lou Dobbs. Wall Street rallying on big earnings beats. Netflix earnings hinges on subscriber numbers and home builder confidence forecasts to decline. The Dow Jones Industrials back above 30,000 after a 550-point rally yesterday. Big bank earnings and technology stocks leading the way. Netflix reports its earnings for the third quarter today. The company announcing its ad-supported subscription tier comes out next month, a cheaper way to entice users to come back to the struggling streamer. Netflix forecasting a million users added last quarter, which would make up for losses earlier this year. Johnson & Johnson forecast to beat Wall Street targets. COVID-19 vaccine sales expected to have risen for a second straight quarter. The October housing market index will be released today. Home builder confidence forecast to have declined for a tenth consecutive month. And September's reading on that index hit a new two-year low. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking futures, the Dow's up 248 points at 30,478. The S&P futures up 37 and three quarter points. The NASDAQ has risen 134 and a quarter points. Gold down $8.20 an ounce as for crude this morning at $84.93 a barrel. That is down by 56 cents. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The WABC Early News. 77 WABC News Time 521. While the New York gubernatorial hopeful Congressman Lee Zeldin, the Republican, has a new backer. 77 WABC's Jacqueline Carl has a story. Donald Trump is backing Long Island Congressman Lee Zeldin in the New York governor's race. Trump announced his endorsement on his Truth social media platform. Zeldin, a Republican, trying to beat Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul in November's election. Trump praised Zeldin's work as a congressman, saying he's been strong on the border, crime and military and fought hard to protect Second Amendment rights. A Hochul campaign spokesperson responded, saying Zeldin now has a formal stamp of approval as the most extreme and dangerous candidate to ever run for governor. For 77 WABC News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. Well, the Metropolitan Opera, the New York Philharmonic, and Carnegie Hall are dropping their audience mask requirements beginning October 24th, ending policies in place since they reopened last year. The decisions announced on Monday make wearing of masks optional and put the institutions in line with Broadway theaters, which made face coverings optional last July. The head of the Broadway League, Charlotte St. Martin, spoke to the early news over the summer. We're very proud of our our track record because we've now had over 3.7 million theater goers attend a Broadway show since we returned with no outbreaks or super spreader uh, claims at all. The Met had already dropped its proof of vaccination requirement last month and Lincoln Center and Carnegie Hall shut down indoor performances. You might remember in March 2020 because of the viral pandemic and reopened last fall. 
A black bear has been euthanized after attacking a 10-year-old boy in Connecticut. 77 WABC's Bob Brown reports. Authorities say the attack happened Sunday morning in the town of Morris, Litchfield County, in the backyard of the boy's grandparents. His injuries are considered not life-threatening. Jonathan Digamus helped save the boy's life. I picked up the pipe and I, I threw it at the bear as hard as I could. I struck him in the head. The untagged male bear remained at the scene after the attack and was euthanized by state environmental conservation officers. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early Morning News. A big smash and grab caught on surveillance happened in Manhattan. Thieves made off with a half million dollars in pricey jewels. This happened early Saturday morning, middle of the night from a high-end Park Avenue store. Three robbers, one swinging a sledgehammer, smashed their way into Salini Jewelers around 3.30 a.m. Saturday in Midtown. These three intruders used that sledgehammer to breach the second glassed entryway, giving them access to the interior. And as of Monday morning, so far, no arrests made in connection with this big heist. The NYPD is asking for the public's help in tracking down these suspects. And we'll be posting surveillance video to our website, wabcradio.com. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul signed a bill into law on Monday. It's to help combat the growing number of catalytic converter thefts during the past year. They're often sold on the black market due to the high value of metals that they contain. Here's Hochul. We want the criminals to know the gig's up. We're coming after you. We have the resources, the technology, and the will to stop these crimes from happening. So this new bill requires new car dealers to supply a catalytic converter serial number etching kit. And it also launches a statewide database to track the sale and recycling of catalytic converters at scrapyards. It also carries heavy fines for noncompliance. The bill also earmarks more than $20 million for local law enforcement to maintain databases and other technology to try and track thieves. Out in Nassau County this year alone, 1,549 catalytic converters have been stolen. Now, that's up 248 percent over last year. And out in Suffolk County, there have been 819 thefts. That is up 183 percent over last year. The 19-year-old Brooklyn teacher's aide who died after being shot in his head about a block from PS203 Help the lives of six people in a total of four states through organ donation. This person's name is Ethan Holder. He died after being shot in his head not far from school. This woman spoke to ABC7 about that fatal shooting. I just recognized him from the clothing he was wearing. You know, he was walking quickly and then he started to run. I don't know what's going on, but, you know, it's like everybody is so violent in the subways, on the streets. It makes me scared to go out. According to Live On New York, a nonprofit federally designated organ procurement organization, Holder ended up saving the lives of six people in their 40s through their 70s in New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, and Michigan. Police have said they believe Holder was targeted even though no words were exchanged before shots were fired. Another 19-year-old allegedly confessed to the shooting when questioned on the day Holder died. The suspect from Bath Beach faces second-degree murder and other gun-related charges in Holder's death. 
loved a Christmas movie getting a sequel after almost 40 years. 77 WABC's Jacqueline Carl has a story. It's official. One of the most popular Christmas movies is getting a sequel. I want an official Red Rider Carbon Action 2 and Joe Wayne's Ball era. 1983's A Christmas Story starring Peter Billingsley as Ralphie has been a Christmas classic since its release. Billingsley, now 51, will reprise his role, but now he's a dad and wants to give his kids a Christmas like he had growing up. A Christmas Story Christmas drops on HBO Max Thursday, November 17th. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. Ho, ho, ho. And if you missed the top five of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, WABCRadio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.